Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas, presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideau, joined as always by the voice of all combat sports, the legend Teddy Atlas. We're here in the Trinity Boxing Club in Lower Manhattan. In-person episode. Teddy, how you feeling? Good. Um, good to see you guys um, in here in town. We just did a couple of fight plans. That's why we're here. And you guys will be seeing our fight plans uh, shortly, just before those fights come out. We did a fight plan that hopefully you enjoy. We did one with Usyk Fury, and we did one with Nganyu and um, Joshua. So at the appropriate times, you'll get to see those, and hopefully it'll help you with your control. You know, never bet with your head, never over it. With your control, a little bit of action. Uh, with my bookie, because uh, despite having a couple wrong, when we usually do them in a serious way like this with the fight, uh, we're, we're usually on the money. That's right. We, we are, I just remind some of you guys out there that remind me when I'm wrong, which, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But we are pretty good with this, uh, especially the fight plan. So hopefully you'll be looking for them and you'll be enjoying them. And uh, it's good to see you. You're in good shape as always. Rob's in good shape too. And I'd like to remind you, talking about my, my bookie, you know, did a little football venturing. That's right. Uh, the last few weeks, got the national title games right. Yep. On the button. And uh, I want my bookie, I want Rob to talk to my bookie, and I want him to start sponsoring us for my football picks, too. <laughs> um, last week, I dropped off. I was perfect up until last week. I picked two of the NFL games. I was one and one I was wrong on the one with Buffalo with Pittsburgh, taking the points. Yep. I was wrong. I said Pittsburgh, I, no good. And I was right on Tampa Bay. Yep beating Philadelphia, who was laying points on the road, uh, because Philly just went bad at yeah. the end of the year. They, it's it's kind of like a fighter who's in a bad streak, and he, you know, he's in a bad place mentally. They, they're in a bad place mentally. It's not physical, mentally. Like, you, they're in a losing place. But they're also now in a tough position because they had a good team. They were on fire, and then they just, like you said, they went bad emotionally. Something happened. So now the question is, what do you do? Do you get rid of the coach? Do get you... a psychiatrist. Yeah? No, I mean, I'm kidding. But, I mean, no, I mean... It, I always talk about this business, 75% of it's mental. Well, you don't think it's that way in, in, in any of these business where you have that kind of uh, pressure on you? Of course it is. Well, if you're you going to find a I psychiatrist for too. Philly, we better get him down to Dallas ASAP because Dallas, three years in a row, 12 win seasons, one and done in the playoffs. Stephen A. Smith don't want me to <laughs> because, because then he can't do his, you know, then he loses a little piece of his show. He always have something, but that's a big part of his show when he comes on with that Stetson and the Stogie, you know, after the Cowboys <laughs> lose again, again, after that was going to be their year. This is going to be their year. And then they go and they lose again, and then Stephen A. comes on and says, <laughs> how about them? <laughs> how about them Cowboys? You know, so I don't want to take that way. He's my brother. Yeah. I, I don't want to take that away from him, but um, one thing I do want to say before we get into the UFC fights and then the women's boxing, which was a hell of a fight yeah. uh, from, from over across the pond, before we get into that, I just want to say that I kept my word to you. To you. Uh, I kept my word that I gave to all of you that if boxing did not investigate what happened two weeks ago with Tony Weeks stopping a fight early with Lawson uh, versus Virgil Ortiz, uh, after posting on his social media that it was because Lawson had failed a brain scan, and then a, and then the uh, another doctor passed him, uh, or they took another test, whatever it was, but then he wound up being passed. I promised that my A-team, that my A-team, this is my A-team, but my A-team of legal people in boxing, and I do have an A-team, I am blessed, I really am, uh, of legal fighters, Sullivan, Donovan, and Martinez Flaga. That's enough. 
that they would call, that we would call for an investigation to get answers for this very suspicious and dangerous situation. And they have sent a letter to the proper authorities in Nevada's commission. And as soon as I have news, I'll report it to our constituents. And you guys are our constituents, in case you didn't know. The fans, the lifeblood of this sport, you deserve answers. You deserve to know if your sport is legitimate and honest. And most of all, the fighters need to know and need to be protected. So just, I want to start with that. You know, a man is nothing if he can't keep his word, keeping our word. And we're also moving forward with a national commission, keeping our word with that too. Robert, make sure that it's posted up there in the appropriate place for people that want to sign. We still, we still ask for your signatures, you know, to sign that petition for a national commission. Our legal team is setting up to go in front of Congress and put forward uh, a, a template to get a national commission, uh, which has been tried before, but it's never succeeded. We need a national commission in this sport. Every other sport has it. We need it. What these fighters don't deserve to be protected and given the, the same sort of care that other athletes they do. I believe they do. We believe they do. My A team believes they do. We're gonna stay with that, get that national commission, but right now we're gonna we're gonna get answers from Nevada. And if we don't get answers, we'll go to the next step. Yep. Because uh, they just got hit with a letter that will um, was the right letter. It was the right letter for this situation to get answers. Yep. Let's get some answers right now about what happened in the UFC and what happened in that great woman's fight across the pond. Hey, fellas, across the pond, everybody, women, men, everybody, uh, hope you well, okay? <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's start with the UFC. Uh, on the um, main card, Neil Magny, Mike Mallett, Mike Mallett basically manhandling Neil Magny for two and a plus rounds. Looked to be just beating the brakes off him. Neil Magny though, like all the UFC fighters, never quits, never stops. Keeps coming, keeps coming. Less than a minute to go, finishes Mike Mallett with strikes to the ground. Ref stops the fight. Mike Mallett couldn't defend himself anymore. How'd you like it? Experience, it's all about experience. You know, it's, you can be the, the most touted, Tatted guy in the world, showing a great. Hey, Mallet's good. He's a, he's a he was tatted for a reason, but you could be the most tatted guy in the world, with all the promise. You know, that's what we call a prospect, right? All the promise. Um, there's a reason why he's called a prospect. He's got talent. He he he's shown that talent, and you could have all of that, but there's something called experience that there's no getting around it. That you still need that experience and you just don't know how a guy's going to use that talent or if he can use that talent his talent is real mallets yeah but the thing that was also real is that he was missing the experience with this the experience that a guy like magni had if, if I'm not wrong, I believe he's got the most wins in a welterweight history, in a divi welterweight division in the history of the UFC. He's up there. He's been around I think he's time. got the most wins. I mean, Rob's going to check that for me right now, but I believe he's got the most wins um, in, in the history of the UFC. So, and for the welterweight, I believe. <laughs> the point I'm making is, I'm, I'm not getting down on Mallet. I'm up on Magni. Yeah. Because he used that experience. Again, he, he's a guy, that's the one thing about the UFC. You can have a guy with a bunch of losses. It don't mean none, because he's been fire tested. <laughs> Those losses will actually serve him 
They were actually, you get guys in boxing sometimes and they're undefeated, but they haven't been tested. And then they get in there with a guy who's been tested and all of a sudden all those wins meant nothing. All of a sudden you see them wilt right in front of you. Yeah, they, they evaporate, like I've often said, like a puddle of water on a July day when it's 100 degrees out and you see the puddle of water one minute, next minute it's evaporate. You see that guy with the undefeated record, one minute, next minute with the undefeated record, he's gone. <laughs> and, and that's kind of like what happened to Mallet. There's no replay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 22 wins in the welterweight division, which makes it most ever. <laughs> yeah, 22 wins. That experience, yeah, he's got a bunch of losses too, Magni, but you said it perfect. And this is a guy, in, you know, of course, he's, he's relentless. He never quits. He never gives up on himself, you know, and that was the thing in this fight. When he lost the first two rounds, a lot of guys would have just survived. Yeah. No, no, he kept trying to win. That's why he won. And because don't forget he's coming off the loss against the Ian Gary where he got destroyed. Yeah. So he's like coming but off that loss now. He's, he's going to fall right into that, right. That, that place where he was just, you know, surviving and going the distance. But yeah. No, 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 no. He was trying to win right to that. Yeah. And again, what really conspired against Mallet, it wasn't his talent. It was lack of talent. It was his lack of experience, yep. that he'd never been in the deep end of the pool. And Magni had, and he took him there, and he did what, what that old saying is. He took him there, and he drowned him. Yeah. You know, he, he, he drowned him. And again, there's no replacing the experience, because the experience is answers. People say, Teddy, what do you mean exactly? How do you quantify what the, the experience is knowing versus not knowing? Where Mal... Magni knew what he could do in the deep waters. He knew that he could swim. He knew he could survive. He knew he could handle it. He knew he, you know, he could, he, he could find a way. He knew he'd been there before. Mallet didn't know that. When he got to the deep waters, he wasn't sure if he could get to the shore. Yep. He wasn't sure if he could get through it. That's why you have to have the experience. And that's where it shows up. And again, that's what's so great about the UFC. I don't give a damn what their record is. I don't, it don't matter. Because they have the answers. They know from that experience that, that cost them some losses, they also gain from those losses. They gain the answers that you need to have when you go in the deep waters. Yep. And Malik could still be great. He, now, now he's got a chance to get those answers. Yeah. He got, he's got a chance to get those I, I gave you a quick breakdown. First round, uh, leg kicks by Mallet. Uh, I thought he showed good patience with the experienced opponent. He won the round. He pressed it. Uh, he was controlling it. It wasn't a lot of action, but, but he was pressing the fight. Second round, uh, most of the offense by Mallet was kicks. Uh, then he got a takedown in the second round. Two take takedowns, actually. Um, he, he was smart. He showed good technique. Uh, he was very good on the mat. He showed me that he was well-rounded. Obviously, uh, Mr. Magny was well-rounded, too. But <laughs> he was well-rounded, workmanlike, and deliberate. Uh, I often speak of delivery systems to land punches. Mallet showed great delivery systems to get takedowns, which they're great because they do have great commentators. They're great commentators pointed that out. Uh, he got another takedown in the third. Uh, another one in the third. He had two in the second. And um, the second round, again, the second round was dominated by Mallet. Uh, he, he had controlled the entire fight up to that point. Uh, it was the first time Mallet was going into the third round, into those deep waters, first time that he was doing that. And sure enough, that's all Magni needed. Made a comeback late in the third round, as you said, Ken. Uh, and as I said, I'll just say it again, he didn't try to just survive, he tried to win, he did, wow, big upset. Uh, and, then, and that's it, never, I, I reminded myself what I already said, never discount experience. You know, Mallet had never been in the deep waters and now he has. Yep. We'll see what he does with it. Yep. Well, let's get into the co-main women's fight. Raquel Pennington against Buena Silva. Wow. 
What an awesome fight. Back and forth all night long. They go into the fifth round tied up. Two rounds apiece, I believe, on the scorecards. Very close. And Raquel Pennington pulls it out. Um, she went in as a heavy underdog and pulled it out of the fire. To your point, just like the experience of Raquel Pennington has been around a long yes. time. Yes. To have gone through all Spirit the things that she's gone through and pull that win out. Excellent. Maybe better conditioning, but probably probably more experience because when you're more experienced, you you seem to be better conditioned yeah. because you don't burn up as fast because yep. you're calmer. That's right. Uh, yeah, you're not you know you're not burning unnecessary gas. Yep. Um, short and sweet. Uh, made my notes. Paddington used her experience, uh, great toughness, and know-how, because not, not only tough, but to, uh, her know-how was apparent. Yeah. Uh, and she just used it to wear and break down Silva in a very tough fight. Uh, she was so tough and determined. Really impressive showing by, Pennington, uh, by Pennington. Yeah. Really, uh, really, really, Impressive, but again, her toughness, her experience, her know-how. She just, she broke down. She she broke Silver down. Yep. Again, it's it's uh, that that picture that I give when I give that metaphor of, you know, where I give that um, description of a, a guy getting evaporated. Yep. You know where. Like uh, the July heat uh, puddle in the July, and the puddle gets evaporated. You, you can actually see people's wills get evaporated. Yep. Their physicality get evaporated. Yep. And it's quite a thing to watch. Yep. Well, let's talk about the main event because no one's will evaporated there. Uh, Drake S. Duplissy, Sean Strickland defending his title for the first time, uh, five round war. Very close fight, um, and this was a... <laughs> Who picked the places to win with my bookie? You did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Got you again. My bookie. Give him a shot. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code ATLAS for a 50% credit on your first deposit. Main event, all action. At Wild at times, they were just, they were really going for it. Uh, I don't know if it went to the ground more than a few times. I'd be surprised, but... Uh, TDP gets the win, brings du the... No, it did go to the ground a couple of times. Duplessis got a couple of takedowns, takedowns that made a difference in the yeah, fight. Fair. But my point was they didn't stay there very long. No, no, Sean's no. such a good... Uh, he's so good at avoiding being held on the ground. And uh, the belt goes the back to Africa. Great strikers like, like our friend Adesanya. Yep. They become great defensively at at dealing with takedowns. That's right. They have to. Yeah. They have to have a great takedown defense. They have to. And and Strickland is one of those guys who has to. That's right. Because he's going to beat you striking. Yeah. And both guys look like they had been in a car accident when the fight was over. I mean, both of their faces were a mess. Um, but like I said, the, the belt's going back to South Africa. Certainly got Israel out of Sanya's attention. They have a heated rivalry, DDP and... Um, and Izzy, so be curious to see what happens there. But how'd you like that fight? It was a, it was a grind them, you know, real tough, grinded out, really, really good fight. Um, that was, you know, really, and they both took their punishment uh, in different ways, but it was a grind out fight. It was, a, I think, a preview. Honestly, when I'm wrong, I say it. But I'll preview the week before where I said <laughs> I thought Duplessis would win, his physicality would come into play, his greater physicality, um, size, all that stuff. But I also said for Strickland to win, he's got to win. He's the kind of guy that's like a Willie Pep, who was a great boxer, uh, Will of the Wisp, great boxer. And I, and I noted this where he could beat you with just his jab. Not too many guys are good enough to do it. Strickland is. Yeah. And I said, for him, the scenario, for him to win that I see, he's got to dominate just with his jab. He's got to dominate with his jab, set the table, and then eat with the right hand once in a while. But he's got he's to do what he does best, get you to fight his fight. Carlos Monzon, as a middleweight champ, he was great at getting people to fight his fight. And some people, that's their talent. Strickland, that's his talent. He did it with Adesanya, which was incredible. Get the guy to fight your fight. 
get him into a boxing match camp where you can beat him with the jab and then you can dictate the pace. And when I say dictate the pace, I don't mean a fast pace, where you can control the pace at, at your level of control, at where you want the pace to be, <laughs> where it doesn't get ahead of you where it's not too fast a pace, where, where it's, again, the, the pace and the, the, the tone of the fight is controlled with that jab, and, and also with your legs. He's not running around like Ali, but he's stepping, he's controlling range, he, he's controlling the space, ring generalship. He's going, and that's what he would have to do, and that's what he did. Uh, it was a close fight. I can make an argument that Strickland won. Yeah. It was a call. I thought that, I thought it was coming down to whoever won. Put it this way. It was what you would want in a title fight of this magnitude, where it would come down to the end, and where it would come down to who wins the late round or rounds. I thought, I wasn't scoring, but I thought just watching, seeing it, I thought that I was busy tweeting. I didn't have time to score. Uh, and we, we got somewhere else there. We put some nice tweets up, by the way. We got a, a lot of you people responding to it. We got some big numbers. But I was, I felt that when it got to the last round, the fifth round, or at the end of the fourth, that whoever wins the fifth could win the fight. And it turned out, I didn't see the scorecards. I'd, I'd like to see them, but it turned out in my mind, you had to win the last round. Whoever, again, it was close enough, whoever won the last round would win, especially Strickland. I felt like if Strickland is gonna win, if, there's a, if there is a path to his victory now, it has to be, he's gotta take the last round. I, I didn't feel quite the same with the Plessis, but he had to take, and if he took the last round, I was feeling, without seeing the scorecards that, that I hadn't put together, I was feeling like, I, Strickland gets it. If he wins, and I'll be damned, he went out there, and I, for me, he won the fifth. He won the, he, he won the fifth. He didn't win the fourth. Um, the Pledges took the fourth, but he won the fifth. And it was a close fight. Uh, they wound up giving it, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining, but my initial feeling was he won that fifth round, he got it. Yeah. Like he, he behaved, he behaved like, I, I tweeted that too, or X'd it, whatever the hell it is now, <laughs> where he behaved like a champion. He fought like a champion. They both did. Yeah. They both did. There's no doubt about that. But he had to behave like a champion uh, in order to get that have a chance to win by winning that fifth round and strip because he had a tough fourth round. Yeah. And strip because the the places finally started to really really impose his physicality, his will, but his physicality on Strickland, yeah. the bigger guy. And so the fifth round was was urgent, mandatory for Strickland to behave like a champ. And he did, he came out and behaved, I thought he took the round, like I said. Um, they both behaved like champs. I'm not knocking the other guy, I loved the other guy too. Uh, at the end of the day, I guess what won it for Duplessis his aggression. I didn't think it was always effective aggression though. I thought he was aggressive, but I thought that Strickland was so effective with his jab, he probably could have used the right hand more because he set the table, he should have ate a little more with the right hand, but he was so effective, and he did do it. He could have done it more maybe, but he was so effective with his jab that I didn't see the big advantage of Duplessis being the biggest, stronger physical guy and being aggressive, no doubt about it, but I didn't see it as being effective. Yeah. I, I saw the other guy as being effective boxing, jabbing. Now, I saw what Duplessis started getting into him. I saw it. Yeah, of course. It was, he, he started uh, he started to be the ocean a little bit, like I talk about when I use those metaphors, where he started to be the ocean a little bit uh, in the fourth round, high tide was coming in. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to keep high tide from coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. But to the credit of Strickland, he, he found a way to uh, deal with that high tide. Yep. Uh, he, he found a way to, 
kind of float with it uh, and, and, and stem it, stem it with his jab <laughs> and his attitude, his action, his behavior in that last round. It was a terrific fight. Um, I look at some of my notes to remind me, but uh, Strickland controlling the pace, you know, first round, uh, smart kicks and jabs by Strickland. I thought he was controlling range, which he had to do with the bigger guy, uh, making it, again, his type of fight. Uh, Strickland uh, was, again, the, the pace he was in control. The plus is, I just made a note to myself that he looked so big. I mean, he just looked so big. But he looked a little tight early. And uh, Strickland was relaxed. He was comfortable there. You could see, for me, where winning the title, I always said that the old times would say, you win the title, you get 30% better. Yeah. Uh, just, just from winning the title. I, I thought he got better. I did. I, I know he lost the fight, but I thought he got better. Duplessis was uh, not an easy guy to deal with in your first title defense. That's right. Um, but now, Duplessis uses uh, power to get the takedown. Uh, he, you know, and of course, obviously, his craftsmanship. So that, that's what kind of kept the fight tight because when he get those takedowns it disrupted the rhythm that Strickland was was creating yeah he was creating a rhythm where he, you know he was in control of the the music so to speak as I often talk about and the places by getting the takedowns disrupted that music uh, which was which was really really important to do um, he he changed the pace and tone uh, even in the first round um, with the takedown. But the discipline and jab of Strickland, I thought, took back control. And his discipline and consistency with the jab, Strickland, that is, uh, I thought, you know, I noticed it. And I thought it, I thought it allowed him, obviously it was a key, um, it allowed him to, to, get, to get certain rounds. Uh, he, as, as I said, he made it his kind of fight. And I made the note, close rounds, another takedown by Duplessis in the second round, made it close. Uh, the jab and distance control, winning it for Strickland uh, and consistency. I guess I must have gave him the second round. Third round, uh, same with Duplessis trying to close the distance with pressure, but Strickland so steady, so steady with the jab and control range. Very close third round. Fourth round, Strickland has uh, been setting the table with the jab. Uh, you know, I thought that he needed now to land something big, yeah. to slow this big guy down a little bit. Uh, so that the Plessis doesn't walk him down, which he was starting to do. Uh, another takedown by Duplessis. The fourth round was, was all Duplessis. It's, it's now his round. He's, that fourth round, he took control. He took control. Uh, obviously, you talked about bad cut uh, on Strickland. Uh, the cut man didn't seem to stem the flow of blood, it kept, it kept running yeah. down. Uh, he didn't allow it to distract him uh, in any way, but obviously it was something that you wonder if the judges get influenced by. Yeah. You're not supposed to, yeah. but you, you, you always wonder. And um, I made a note to myself in that fourth round that right now, the places is the ocean trying to make Strickland the log. Yep. <laughs> trying to move him, you know, the, the ocean moves the log in, pulls the log back out, you know, you're the log. Yep. He's the ocean. Nothing you can do. <laughs> you don't be the log, be the ocean. Uh, and then, like I said, I, I made a note right here. Look, winner of this fifth round could decide it. And Strickland is coming back with a good fifth round behaving like a champion, and I believe he won that round. But again, at the end of the day, good fight. Uh, now now they gotta figure out, you know, what do they do? Do they run it back? 
or you know, uh, does does Easy get back in there now? And you know, uh, because he took a hiatus, yep. and him, I, I was curious. Uh, the commentators said it too. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, what is he was probably watching like this? You know, is he full of energy? Yeah. What was he thinking watching? He's probably chomping at the bit to like because he probably saw some of those. I'm sure that Izzy was probably thinking that, hey, Strickland will beat Izzy, of course, great upset. If he could control him with the, with the, uh, and the spots that he did with, with the striking, I, I, I'll put that right hand behind it a little more. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was thinking that, the vulnerability. Yeah. But everyone, of course, has vulnerability. Uh, the key is, are your strengths being shown more to hide the vulnerability? Is your strengths the ones that are... Of uh, getting more play than the vulnerability. Yeah. And of course, the plus is at the end of the day, his physical strengths, uh, they they did kind of win the moment for him. Yep. Uh, I, how do you like it? I thought it was a good fight. I thought it was good. I thought it was fair call. I could have made an argument for either guy, but I, I liked thought it. the plus was getting tired uh, a little bit, or at least the. The look was that he was, but he didn't run out of gas. That's right. He he, he kept going, but but the look was like he was. Yeah. You know, and I know some people are gonna be, I know some people are gonna be a little bit negative on or knocking of of Strickland, where they're gonna say, but Teddy, how are you gonna win a title fight? Because I know the mentality of the fan. I know you guys. I know you. I know you. Where and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, I know you. Where a lot of them are going to think, how are you going to win a title fight where you're just jabbing and moving backwards? Yeah. You know, move. Well, he didn't move just backwards. You know, he went <laughs> off to the side. I, I'm pleased, but I know that a lot of people are probably thinking that. How are you going to win a title? Well, if your freaking jab is smashing into the other guy's face, uh, you know, at a high rate, and the other guy's coming but getting hit more while he's coming, that's how you can win. Yep. That. Look up a guy named, what was his name? Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Ali? <laughs> he, he was kind of successful at doing some of that stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know, I just figure. Um, well, one thing I want to say is we're in New York City and it's winter. That means everyone's susceptible to cold and flu season. The best thing you can do for cold and flu season is take care of your health and immunity. You can do that by making sure your diet's on point, by taking Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com, use the promo code ATLAS to get 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. I've got my travel pack with packets with me here in New York. I'm good for one, sometimes two a day if I'm on multiple flights in a day. Um, Special offer for our listeners, 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash Atlas. Athletic Greens is the all-in-one green drink made from whole food sourced ingredients. It's got all your vitamins, minerals, nutrients, probiotics, prebiotics. Athletic Greens has you covered. Give them a try, athleticgreens.com slash Atlas. Let's talk boxing. Controversial decision. Thank God you took your athletic green. You flew all the way here, Rob, too. Yeah, flew all I know you probably ran today's already. Yeah, of which, course. Because you're out of your mind. Ten but, miles. But you're dedicated. And that's how you become a champion. That's how you became the marathon champion at 50 and older. Um, but we've been here a long time. And we, uh, we did the two fight plans, which took a lot of work. Yep. And now we're doing this. So uh, I knew that you would be stocked up in your, because otherwise you wouldn't be ready to no. continue here. No. Go ahead. I took my athletic greens and yes, I did run this morning 10 miles minimum every single day. Never how's that? How's that? You gotta be careful with that. Do you put some cloth over your face because the cold air getting into your lungs, you know, sometimes yeah. some guys could, yeah. that could be a problem with it being that cold. It's been, Unless uh, you're, of course, used to it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, single digits in Nashville for the last oh, there it is. 10 days. Tons of snow. It's been a pain in the butt. But I almost ran on the treadmill one day, and then I came to my senses and went outside and ran yeah, in the snow. Do it, do it. And, uh, but, yeah, every day for several years, 10 miles minimum of a day. Minimum of a day. I ran 
over 4,000 miles the last two years. Well, it's over 11 a day average. But um, yeah, I never miss athletic greens. I'm serious. If you're working out and taking care of yourself, especially you're running yourself down. That's the point of working out. Run yourself down. Your body builds itself stronger. You got to make sure you're getting all your vitamins and minerals in there. No matter what your diet consists of, it's easy to miss some of the essentials. But let's talk about controversial decision over in the UK. Incredible. Good fight. Great fight. Good fight. Jonas and my mayor. Go ahead. Yep. Natasha Jonas and Michaela, Michaela Meyer went right. at it. What a freaking fight. Judges had it 96-95 for Jonas, 96-94 for Jonas, and 97-93 for Meyer. B.S. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not holding myself back. B.S. They, they freaking stole this fight. Yeah, I'm saying it. They stole, yeah, it was a close fight. It was a good fight. It was a competitive fight. I, I, I have no patience for this no more. They, they stole it. They robbed Maya, who had to go to hostile territory, second time she fought for a title. She had to move up several weight, class, weight classes to get this shot. Get, went up weight class to get the damn shot. So they lost a bum guard before uh, in, a, in a close fight for the title. She wanted another title fight. This is the way she was going to get it. She had to go like like I said, she had to go across the pond to hostile territory. She gets the fight. She gets robbed. She got now. Listen, competitive, good fight. Yes, no doubt. But uh, people who say, oh, pretending close rounds, some of them, yeah. Uh, oh, so it could have went either way. No. If you have competent judges, honest judges, <laughs> it should have went one way to the winner. One way. And as difficult as some people might say that a fight with close rounds is to, is to you know, judge, I'm going to tell you something. Coming from me, 50 years in this business, this fight was one of the easier ones to judge because the fight, the rounds were defined. The round, there was no doubt. There was a puncher. One of them was a puncher, stronger, stronger person putting the pressure on. The other one was the boxer. And you could, if you knew what you were watching and you cared about what you were watching, you could actually easily picked the win. There was a couple there. There was one round in particular, I'll, I'll look at my notes later, that was almost even. I wound up giving it to the hometown girl. I wound up giving it to Jonas. I figured the judges were going to do it anyway. But, <laughs> but no, I did it because there was a reason beyond that to give it to her. But I never felt more sure of a scorecard than I did with this. I really can. And again, competitive fights, some, some you know, obviously contested rounds, but rounds that if you know what you're doing and you want to do the right job, it actually was a kind of fight that was easy to judge. It really was. But they don't want that. They See, they're happy, these judges, when they want to rob someone overseas like that or wherever it happens to be. This time it was obviously in Jonah's uh, backyard. But they... They want a close fight. So this way they say, oh, we, we were fair with one point, one point. No, you weren't fair. I don't care if it was one point or 100 points. The winner is the winner. You're not fair. But it, it, it fits there. It fits there. It, it, it makes it easier to pull off the robbery. Yeah. It, it, it makes it easier. Because now they can say, oh, it was close. It could have went either way. No, you knew it was only going to go one way, <laughs> the way that you were going to make it go for the promoter's fighter. You knew that from the beginning. So, yeah, it looks so people say, oh, you know, Teddy, you can't get too mad. One point either way. It was a split decision. One point either way. No, I do get mad because it shouldn't. It's, there was one winner. The, I mean, it's supposed to make you... And then I hear the other idiots that say, oh, I, yeah, I want a thing. I want a tangent now. You hear the other idiots that say, oh, you're going to take the person's title. You got to take it by, you know, large money. Really? We're in football season. The Super Bowl morons. Uh, you're going to tell me that the team that wins the freaking Super Bowl, that they ain't going to win it if they don't win by a large margin? <laughs> if, they, if they're playing against last year's champions, you're going to tell me they got to win by two touchdowns? How about if they win by a safety? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're still going to be Super Bowl champions. Dopes. I mean, 
It just really, we need a national commission. It's wrong. I felt so bad for this Maya because Jonas, I, I, I think I caught her fights in London in the Olympics. Yeah. She was an Olympian. I believe she was. Um, I, I caught her fights doing it for NBC. But look, she's terrific. She's terrific. I got nothing against her. But Maya moves up in weight classes, goes across the sea to fight her there, and then if she wins, give it to her. Yeah. Give it to her. And I'll tell you the kind of fight it was. It was very reminiscent of the great, one of the greatest women fighters ever. She's still fighting. Katie Taylor, very reminiscent of Horus Serrano. Yeah. Where, where Serrano was the bigger puncher, the stronger force, the aggressive fighter, and Katie Taylor was counter-punching, moving, using the legs, boxing. Uh, great fight, both sides, great fight. And Katie Taylor won. Jonas was doing that. She was boxing. The, here's the funny thing. Even though Maya moved up in weight, she was the bigger girl. Yeah. I looked at her and I said, oh my God, she's got the skeleton, she's got the frame, she's got the side. She's the Jonas looked like the girl that moved up. Yeah. She looked smaller. I was like, I, the first thing in my head, Ken, when I looked at her, that she moved up a couple weight class, I said, how did she make weight? Yeah. Because she's big. Yeah. And she's physical. She's strong. Yeah. She was the bigger, stronger, aggressive, and, and a better puncher. Yeah. And, and again, Jonas did a great job doing what she had to do. Uh, like Katie Taylor with Serrano, boxing, counterpunch, keeping her off balance. All the, and it always reminded me of Katie Taylor again with Cameron. Uh, in, in a fight where, when she fought Cameron, she lost yep. her first loss, and Cameron was aggressive, just bigger and stronger. Yeah. And Katie Taylor boxed and everything, but at the end of the day, the bigger, stronger girl won the fight. And that's what this fight was to me. At the end of the day, it was a competitive fight. Jonas was like Katie Taylor boxing and everything, but at the end of the day, Maya was the bigger, stronger, and she got to where she had to get often enough to impose her size and her physical advantages. Yeah. She trapped her on the ropes a few times, where she wanted to do, take her legs away, put combinations together. She went to the body beautifully. Uh, you know, she used a jab, pressing forward in, in the places when she, and again, it was a great fight. Jonas, Jonas was countering, moving, uh, but, Cameron, uh, Meyer. Maya was able to get to the geography enough where she was able to impose her advantage of power on her. And, and there were rounds where, I won't argue, there were some rounds where Jonas was out punching her, out working her. Uh, but at the end of the day, Maya was landing the harder punches, the more effective punches, the punches that do more damage, the punches that are supposed to get a freaking judge in the professional ranks to, to mark a, a, a 10, not a nine, a 10, because that is what the rules are. Who lands the cleaner, more effective punches? And that was Maya. And, they, and again, they, they they added. I, I here's my scorecard. Here's my scorecard. Here's my scorecard. I made sure. I made sure. Here's my scorecard. I added 96-94 for Maya. Yeah. I'm gonna go through it real quick. Uh, first round, Jonas. Second round, Maya. Third round, Jonas. Second round, the uh, fourth round, Maya. Again. It's got all the trappings of a great fight. Back and forth, back yep. and forth, back and forth. One round person wins, the other one wins the next. They don't allow separation. Yeah. It's like you in a race. Yep. You're racing a race. You ain't letting that guy get too far ahead of you not because you might not it. see him again. Nope. Same thing. Out of sight, out of mind. Same attitude with, with the fight. Yeah. That, that neither one would let the other one get too far ahead. Yep. Back and forth. Fourth round, like I said, Clear, I, I wrote it right here. Clear winner for Maya. Okay, then uh, this didn't happen. It's the only time other than the end that it happened. Nobody was winning two rounds in a row. Yeah. 
Maya won two rounds in a row. She took the fourth and then she took the fifth. Again, clear. Yeah. She took the fifth. Sixth round, Jonas. Seventh round, flip-flop back again to Maya. Eighth round, back to Jonas. And now I've made a note. It's down to the championship rounds in women's boxing. Ten rounds. Yeah. Ten two-minute rounds. Championship rounds. And... The 10th round, Maya definitely won it. And then it all came down to the last round, the 10th round. All came down to the 10th round. Because it was 85-86 on my card going into the 10th. So it comes down to the 10th round, and Maya not only won it, she earned it. Yeah. She earned it. She is the only thing. Uh, of course, you know, I had to make sure I didn't forget to say this. Back and forth, great fight. What a title fight should be. These fighters know how to do it. Now we just need to find judges who also know how to do it. Yep. But, but you judges, you're going to tell me, oh, yeah, Teddy, we do know how to do it. We know how to rob. <laughs> Mission accomplished. We know how to rob. We've been doing it a long time. We have a license to do it. <laughs> I want to take your license away. I don't want you to have a license to do it no more. I want to freaking take it away. That's terrible. This girl moves up, she goes to fight for the title, and she's got to be heartbroken again. Yep. Heartbroken. And again, I don't want to hear the crap. Oh, it was competitive, it was closed. No, one person won this freaking fight. And it wasn't the one who got their hand raised. As good as Jonas is. And there you have it. Well, we've got a crowded gym here at Trinity. Let's do a quick breakdown of the Jaime McGee John Ryder fight coming up this weekend. What are you looking for in this one, Teddy, and who's going to win? Well, I mean, the younger man is going to win. Youth will be served um, in, in this fight. Uh, McGee, I, you know, McGee, when he first hit the scenes, when it was first, he reminded me of a middleweight version of George Foreman. Big, strong guy, really big. You know, now he's moved up in weight and everything. Uh, I think he was junior middleweight, actually, when he first won it against Saddam Ali. And Saddam Ali is uh, really poor management. Never should have been in that yeah. ring. Where it was just too big for Saddam. He was a welterweight. Um, it was just, just, just too big. But anyway, I... I was wondering how long he could keep the title because he was still unpolished in a lot of ways, Magia, um, where it was, you know, rough around the edges and you could see that he, he needed to develop more. I, I'll be damned, he's gotten better. Yeah. I give credit where credit is due. And, I, and then I, I also give uh, this when, when it's, uh, it's due too, you know, a little <laughs> bit of not credit, a little, a little bit of responsibility and accountability, uh, you know, and, and truth when, when you need to hear that too, as far as, no, 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 you better, you're not better in this area. He, he has gotten better, and he showed that in, in his fight with Derevchenko. Yep. He did. Derevchenko's older, uh, very experienced, throws a million punches, but Magia had to be better to handle that. He, he really did. And he goes to the body well, he's using his left hand well. Um, so I, I, I like that Magia's, I like the way that he's progressing. He still needs to go a little way down the road, but against Ryder, first of all, he's only 27 years old, uh, McGee. I believe he's 27, he's a young guy. And Ryder's 35, a lot of fights, southpaw uh, from across the pond. Uh, yes, he just went the distance with Canelo. Yep. Uh, give him credit for that. Ryder, Ryder is shorter. McGee will be able to control the range. He's a big guy, long arms. McGee will be able to do, I think, will have his druthers in two ways, and it'll be his choice. He can control it on the outside with his range, with his length, uh, and, and try to catch Ryder coming in and look to set up the right hand against the southpaw. And I, he's also 
strong uh, and adept at going inside. So if he wanted to go inside with Ryder, he could do that too. Yeah. I think he could do a little bit of both. For the most part, he probably should control it on the outside. Uh, yes, Ryder, like I said, Ryder's a tough guy. Ryder's an experienced guy. He's a real, real experienced guy, but he's got six losses. What do those six losses represent? For the most part, Every time he stepped up. Yep. That that's what now somebody's gonna say, Teddy, you forgot Danny Jacobs' name there. He beat that. Danny was already he was past himself. Yeah. That win with I'm taking nothing away from Ryder, but that win with Danny Jacobs, that wasn't the best version of Danny. Danny was older. That 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 was that, he was in the twi a little past the twilight maybe. Yeah. Whatever. But other than that. Every time Ryder, he always makes a good accounting of himself. He's a real fighter, but every time he steps up, he comes up short. Yeah. And last time with Canelo, hey, that might boost his confidence that, you know, he just went to this with Canelo, you know, that he was, whatever. At the end of the day, you are what you are. Uh, he's a bit of a journeyman. Not a bit of, he's a journeyman. Nothing wrong with saying that. He's a journeyman guy. Uh, He's got six losses, I believe. I don't have it in front of me. He's got six losses. I think he's going to get his seventh loss against Magia. Uh, and, and people, promoters like putting him in because he'll, he'll give you rounds. That's right. He'll give you a full effort. You know, he'll give you everything he's got. But at this level, I think he'll come up short. I, I, I like, I like Magia. And we'll be back next week to break down all the action from the Magia rider fight. But Teddy, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good day and, we had and here. I, yeah, and I can't leave without giving you guys because I know you're dying for it. I gotta give you, I gotta give you a win for next week in the NFL. I'm gonna give it to you. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Kansas City and the Raiders. See, I don't go for easy ones. I don't go for. <laughs> I go for the tough ones. Kansas City and the Ravens. All right. Kansas City just did it again. Mahomes. How can you go against Mahomes? How can you go against them? I can go against him. I love Mahomes. He's a winner. He's sensational. He's magical. He's unbelievable. But when you got a quarterback like the Ravens have, um, what's his name? Uh, um, Jackson? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. When you have a, that's how you can go against Mahomes. He, he, he matches Mahomes in certain areas that nobody can match Mahomes. Now, he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't won the way Mahomes on that big stage yet. But there comes a time when it's your time. That's right. When it's your time to get on that, and then you turn it to where, yeah, now you are actually doing what your potential has been to do. Uh, Lamar Jackson is unbelievable. He, he is a... Defensive coordinator's worst night in there, oh, yeah. just like Mahomes is. Yeah. Mahomes is even worse, I mean, because he's won at that level. Uh, Jackson hasn't yet. I think it's Jackson's time. Yeah. I think it's Jackson's time to win on that stage, and I also think it's the coach's time uh, to win again. All right, real uh, quick, Detroit and San Fran, who wins? San Fran. It's going to be San Fran and the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I'll give it to you now. The Ravens are going to win the whole thing. The whole, the whole Shuska Bob Gould. There you have it. Whatever you want to call it. The Ravens whole. to take it all. Well, Teddy, thanks for doing this. It's freaking freezing here at the Trinity Boxing Club in New York. No, but it's about to warm up. We're right. getting all those guys going yeah. here. You know, the great John Duddy's going to be putting John, his, uh, his John, fighters through John, their paces. Uh, yeah. John thanks Duddy. for being with us, guys. Please like and subscribe, and we'll be back next week to talk about all the action. Boom.